You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the ESO 2015 Dragon Con Con Report. This is the post-Dragon Con Con Report, and do apologize for it coming out um, kind of late, but uh, we all had to do some recovering after Dragon Con. So um, we've got some survivors here. Howdy, my name is Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our survivors, starting with Director Mike Faber. Greetings and salutations, and damn it, I am still trying to recover from Dragon Con, and it's not even the 30-day period yet. We are also pleased to have back with us Darren Noel. Hi, folks. What's up? And Mary Lou, who is joining us again as well. Hey, guys. I we wonder are. I wonder if Mary was actually even there, because none of us saw her. <laughs> I know, right? Mary is the girl of a thousand cosplay. She could have been right next to you the entire time. You never <laughs> <laughs> I saw Faber at least one time. I think he's the only one I saw. <laughs> it was amazing. We're going to probably talk about that throughout the course of this episode, but it's amazing how many people uh, I saw, but it's also amazing how many people I didn't see. I mean, once the blur... <laughs> was over on uh, uh, that weekend, uh, you know, on Monday I was going, oh my God, I didn't see this person, this person, this person, this person. A lot of people even associated with this show I didn't even get a chance to see. Well, Mike, you know, you do have Darren to blame for that blur. Well, hey, you signed the waiver. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will will discuss that in a little bit as well. But... uh, (laughs) Also, I just want to make clear that uh, we do have some other folks joining us. Uh, Michelle Biddick-Simmons is going to be here with us a little bit later on, as well as Eternal Zan with some hotel information. Uh, well, that's going to be pretty short, actually. It's all booked up. Sorry. Yeah, too late. Uh, if you haven't gotten a hotel for Dragon Con, <laughs> it's too late. Uh, Bewitched Raven is back with us, and we've got Robert Young, actually, uh, joining us for the first time, but he's got a unique perspective on the convention, so we are glad to have him with us as well. Um, also need to point out, once again, that this Earth Station One special report is sponsored by the ESO Amazon eStore, where you can find all sorts of cool, geeky merchandise. Uh, and you don't even have to go to the eStore now, you can just go to the ESO website, Click on the uh, link at the top of the page for Amazon. That'll take you right there. You can shop to your heart's content, and uh, we get a little piece of that as well. It doesn't cost you any more, but it helps us out a lot, so we appreciate it. Um, and if you'd like to leave feedback or comment on the show or comment on Dragon Con, please call our ESO feedback line, 404-963-9057, and feel free to leave 
uh, you can email us at esopodcastgmail.com. You can also reach us on our Facebook group, on Instagram, on Twitter. We are everywhere. So you can just put in ESO Network, ESO Podcast. You can find us. Um, I want to get started real quick. Uh, news and notes. There's not a whole lot to report um, about uh, next year's con already, but I did want to. We did get some numbers, some official numbers from Dragon Con about the 2015 attendance. Uh, according to the official report, it was just over 70,000 people. Lies. That, all lies. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot. Um, also, I want to point out that uh, they also said that the amount they raised for Lymphoma Research Foundation was uh, $100,000 so far. Now, um, they are actually, the tally can go up. So, uh, because they, they are uh, still working on some events, and uh, so I think they actually contribute to some as well. So uh, that's going to go up, and uh, they're still waiting on the blood bank totals. But from what I uh, heard, the blood bank was a huge success, even though they moved the location. I think a lot that new campaign that uh, Anthony Taylor helped out with. Uh, was a real big success when it came to the uh, blood drive because I saw a lot of people wearing those T-shirts, including I know you got one of those, Mike. Oh, yeah, definitely. I got um, blood on Saturday, actually. I you know, made sure I took the time and went downstairs and was, you know, got in and out within 20 minutes. It wasn't that big of a commitment, and I felt good for actually helping him out and everything. And, you know, giving blood is always, you know, a plus on for me. But, you know, yeah. they, they got to be, you know, a lot careful with, you know, some of it. And it's going to be changing, I know, from what I've heard rumor-wise, where they're going to be again next year. So, Gotcha. And I think there's other also some other changes for next year in the works as well for some, some other tracks and, and, and whatnot. But uh, we will talk about that a little bit later. But uh, now... Darren, you kind of laughed about the the, the 70,000. Usually <laughs> we kind of say, oh, there was much more than that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of people that they don't think there was that many. I, I, I think there was that many. I think there was more than that many. I just think we were really spread out because of the new dealer's room being so far off. Gotcha. Uh, there, there was more traveling between point A and point B than in years previous which made it seem like things were less crowded. But I went to a panel Saturday morning during the parade, and it was standing room only. Oh, a lot and, of them were, though. Yeah, So, I, but the parade is usually like one of the premium times where you can get into a panel without a problem. It's true. Uh, so I'm just pointing that out as like it may have been 70,000, but it, it felt like there was still a lot of people there. Saturday was still completely crazy in the Marriott. Um, and just, yeah, <laughs> completely crazy. That's what I remember before my blur took over. So, uh-huh. completely crazy in the Marriott. I, I, I do know <laughs> that, uh, you know, speaking of the crowds, I, I, you know, it's amazing to me that, you know, from, from my perspective at the table at the, in the comic and pop artist alley area that, and Friday at one o'clock, when those doors open, it does not take long for that room to fill up. It's amazing to me the traffic that that room gets uh, every single year now, and uh, and they're all interested. It's not just people who are there to gaze. I mean, these are people that are have been waiting. They are waiting in line 
to get into the comic books to see the comic book people like mm-hmm. right at the beginning. That's that is so awesome. I love the comic art show at Disney at uh, at Dragon. It's it's one of those rooms where you can go into and you can just re- literally get lost in looking at everything. And then you're going to find something you're going to want to buy, and you're going to buy it. Oh, I I completely went in not going to buy anything. You're going to buy it. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> End of story. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was like, okay, I have no budget this year. I'm not going to buy any pop figures. I'm not going to buy any trades. I'm not going to buy any T-shirts or anything. Yeah, I walked out with seven pop figures and two different <laughs> trades. And, and I think exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it, the layout this year was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fixed the dealer's room, two stories, and it's grid. It's amazingly, you know, just fixed. I was really happy with the dealer room this year. I thought it, like, last year I thought it was a big improvement, but it was kind of disorganized. And this year they really had it figured out. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It was the signage was great. Uh, the the ability to get around to the area, different areas. The one complaint, and this is only one complaint, there was only one way in and one way out. You couldn't go to the through the Skybridge or the West End, or you couldn't uh, exit through the other side and such. You only there was only the one entrance that was on the uh, corner there. Yeah. And everything. That was my only complaint about the whole thing. But I know that's going to be changing also next year. Yeah, but we'll my talk only about that in a little bit. Was that they put the Ultra Sabers folks right next to the Chessax people? Ooh, they did. That's right. They, yeah, they did, and that caused that was the only noticeable traffic tie-up in the dealers' room that I noticed. I mean, you would still get, you know, it would be crowded, but this is where everything was just clogged. Completely and utterly clogged. So if they can separate those two booths uh, a few aisles, that would be a big help, I think. But just an observation. Do you know if they had any issues with the fire marshal this year with it? I didn't hear of any. haven't heard of any. Okay, that's good. Because I know last year they had to close it at least five, six times. Yeah, because of it. But of course, it didn't torrentially downpour this year like it did the year before, too, so... Um, Sunday it poured. I mean, on, sa- on Saturday. Sorry, Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday afternoon. I think it was raining. Oh, I must have missed it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't really go out of the comic room that much on Saturday. Um, so that was. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't know. And I, I had some. Obviously, there's. It felt like there was a lot of people there, especially if I wanted to go on the bridge to, you know, the bridge to go to the food court. That was always packed full of people, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, outside of that, I mean, they even had, you know, uh, so I could even find tables when I went to, when we went and ate at the food court, which is very rare. Um, I still had weights. Like if we, we tried to go to the, uh, what was it? The Metro diner. And okay. it, it was a minimum of 45 minutes to wait. Oh, that's yeah. not a surprise. Yeah. No. And yeah. such, especially cause I know they lost the, the Mexican restaurant was gone this year. Right, but they used that for extra seating, so right, that which was is really awesome. cool. You could, I mean, I, there was a couple times we sat in there because it was just wonderful to just actually find a place to sit. Mm-hmm. There was actually so, a new Mexican restaurant that was right around the corner. Um, it was kind of like more American, I guess, but if you need a Mexican fix, it's not far away. No, that's good, and I know they also added Gus's fried chicken. Yeah, downstairs, um, right next to Benihana. That they, because that's a very famous Memphis uh, fried chicken joint, and 
it was awesome. We went there, I think, twice. Mm. So it was good. And so they had, you know, more options, which was nice. And it was, it didn't, but like everybody's saying, it didn't feel as crowded through the walkways, through the only place that ever felt crowded was, of course, the atrium in the Marriott. Well, that's normal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's very, normal. very, I, you know, the, I think during the first day, I think when I was walking around, I did hear some rumblings about, oh, hey, they need to cap this. They need to cap, you know, because uh, they, I guess some people tried to get into a panel and they, they didn't have much luck. It was standing room only. So um, I, I know that that, you know, I did hear that occasionally, but not near as much. And certainly post-con, when I was doing uh, some uh, reading and, and listening to different podcasts talking about it, uh, they didn't really, there wasn't, that wasn't seeming to be a big issue. As a matter of fact, a lot of people like agree with you guys that, that it seemed like there was less because the traffic was a lot more spread out a lot better. Mm-hmm. So and it was actually funny. Cause like this year we had always said, you know, if you need to get anywhere, go outside and such. And we actually found a lot of times if you went outside, it was even more crowded than even the walkways. <laughs> That's true. It, was it depended upon where you were going really. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, how was dragon con for you guys? Uh, Mary, how was, how was the weekend? The weekend was incredible, as always. I mean, it was awesome. My experience was um, a little bit different than I normally have since I was volunteering this year. But um, overall, like, I still got to do everything I wanted to do. I still got to go to the panels I wanted to go to. Like, I mean, everything was incredible. You guys kind of touched on anything I would have said as far as um, crowds and stuff goes. Y'all pretty much covered that already. I felt the same way. Um I don't know. I don't have anything but good things to say. Well, that's good. What What were some of the things that made it good? What was some of the highlights for you? Um. Well, I got to go to the Stephen Amell panel, which was cool. It was the Arrow panel. A couple of other people were on it, too. And Kate Cassidy and I forget one of the other people. But um, <laughs> but they're not important. <laughs> like, you know, every year I promise myself that I'm... This year, I'm going to write down every day. I'm going to, like, one day over the course of, you know, whenever I have a minute, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write down everything I did today. And every year, I friggin' forget. So, I never know what I did at Dragon Con because it's just, you know how it is. It's like a huge blur. (laughs) It's a blur. (laughs) I might be able to tell you some of the things I did, but if you, you know... If you put a, a a gun to my head and said which day did you do those, I don't know if I'm that reliable uh, as far as what days I did what. Right, exactly, exactly. Like that was awesome. Getting to work with Dan was really cool. Um, the media relations party is always really awesome. I got to talk to um, Pam from True Blood, Kristen Bauer at the party, and I love her. So that was amazing. Um, I'm not usually one for like meeting celebrities, but like. I was talking to Dan while he was talking to her, and then Dan walked away, and I was like, oh, crap, now I have to think of something interesting to say to Kristen Bauer. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, I, you know, I did marginally well, I suppose. I didn't embarrass myself too badly, which was good. Um, And I got to work with Headline News during the parade. They're making an awesome video that I'm sure we will all hear about as soon as it comes out. Um, about the parade, and so that was 
something I would never have gotten to do otherwise, and it was a lot of fun. Um, mostly just, like, cosplaying and hanging out with my friends. Like, I had a lot of, you know, costumes, not too many new things this year, but just some stuff that was a lot of fun, and um, just getting to hang out with everybody and see um, It's a lot of people I never see, um, except for you guys, of course, since you avoided me all weekend. <laughs> well, well, basically, we saw, oh, here comes Mary. Run. Go the opposite way. <laughs> so sorry I wasn't able to come to any of the events. Like, you know how Dragon Con scheduling stuff is? It's just yes. like... It's crazy. Never know what's going to happen to you, even if you plan on going to something. So Seriously. I'm surprised I can make it to all the ESO events. <laughs> Did you, Mike? Did you uh, really make it? Um, I think I might have skipped out on one. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't an official ESO. Mr. Mm-hmm. Favor is keeping roll. <laughs> oh, do I ever. How, Mary, how many costumes did you have? Do you know? I took 16 with me, I think. <laughs> wow. um, and I didn't, I didn't wear three or four of them. So, um, how many is that? Um, 13? 13. A dozen. Baker's dozen. Yeah. A yeah. It was it was good all around it all around it was good. I got to wear everything that was new for the year, everything that I was going to be really mad if I didn't wear it because I'd spent money on it, all that kind of junk. So it was all good. It was all good. Do you find there's one costume that you wear that uh, gets more attention than the others? Like is it like if we looked on on uh, Facebook and whatnot? You probably see my Yeoman Rand costume more than anything else. Oh yeah, of course. Probably just because. It's well, you're one of the few people who actually does her. Yeah, I've not seen. many people cosplay her, and well, like uh, other than Moxie, of course. But my hair is <laughs> Moxie's one. cosplaying as herself, though, so <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Yeah, I'm not have sure. You, have you ever met Moxie, Mary? Um, I've seen her. I don't know that I've ever uh, actually been introduced. To we us. we must introduce you next. Absolutely, I would love that for sure. Oxy is fabulous, darling. You'll love. Do you think? Do you also get more attention? Maybe because uh, I think it. You know, it's been um, this year that uh, um, that the actress passed away that played Yeoman Rand. To be honest, I haven't worn it all that much this year, so I'm not sure. Gotcha. About. But just because it's like such the hair is so distinctive. And like people see it, so even if they don't know necessarily what the costume is, they're still like, "Look at that hair! Is that yeah. her real hair or whatever?" Yeah, that is her real hair, folks. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Clearly, Clearly it's been <laughs> hours on it all. She's <laughs> got stock in Aquanet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like you know, just that, and and it attracts all different kinds of people because like um, a lot of older Star Trek fans enjoy it because it's something not, they don't see very often and like not to toot my own horn or whatever but my hair is like the best I've seen anyone else do so I mean I don't can't say that about very many things that I actually have the best costume on the internet but for that one I feel like that's mostly true um, and younger people think the hair is crazy and the skirt's really short so that doesn't hurt as far as attention goes <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess, I guess everything else I do is really group oriented. Like I, like you guys know, um, I pretty much just do costumes for the, like, friendship. And, um, so everything else I do is, is pretty dependent on a group. 
but that's one thing that I do that when I'm on my own is still popular. Awesome. Did you do the, uh, is it the Stepford Wives? Did you do that again? Um, the Cuckoos, the Stepford Cuckoos from um, X-Men? Yeah, we did that again this year. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you. really enjoy that one. Usually we get, hey, look, it's the X-Men and some schoolgirls. Like, excuse me, we are also X-Men. It's not my fault the artist didn't draw X on our uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, very cool. All right, sit back, kids, because now we're going to find out about Darren's weekend. Uh Uh-oh. I got popcorn popcorn ready. All right. Darren, how was your Dragon Con? Uh, (laughs) My Dragon Con was interesting. It was good. Um... I had um, some interesting (laughs) friend drama, which happens from time to time. And unfortunately, I had a midterm the day after Dragon ended on Tuesday. So I had to take kind of Sunday off and go back home and study. um, Because I looked at the schedule and saw there was more stuff I wanted to really do Monday. And I figured I could hit the dealer's room and get some deals on Monday as opposed to Sunday. So I kind of fled um, after the Rainbow Flag party, I went or Spectrum party. Sorry, I went home uh, to the um, hotel, crashed, got up, and went back home to study for about eight hours, and then came back that night to see y'all at the um, the review party. I guess you know how how is Dragon Con doing right now? Yeah. Um, I had a colossally fun time in the Wonder Warrior um, outfit at the Wonder Woman shoot. Um, there was a photo that's been picked up on the internet with a friend of mine, Deshaun um, Velez. That picture has I, been everywhere. I know. I'm loving that that picture is everywhere because it really is a good picture. It's like, well, holy crap, someone took a picture of me and I am not a derp in it. That's amazing. Um, and, but my Cavalier costume that I worked and slaved over, <laughs> I learned how to sew for that costume. And unfortunately, when you put it all together and you realize you're wearing five layers, um, it's hot. And I uh, did not hydrate enough, and I was sweating balls in it, literally and physically. Like, people would touch me, and I was wet in it. And then, unfortunately, the strap on the back of my shield broke. Oh, my God. So I had to hold it with my hands. Well, that's when Judy and I ran into you. Yeah, and I was... I was miserable at that point. I was absolutely miserable at that point. Um, I'm going to rework some of that stuff so that it's a little better for next year, I hope. I, I, I still love that costume, and I love the character. But I'm thinking he may be a winter, fall, early spring <laughs> character, not a heat of summer character. <laughs> so, yeah. Although I had a good time, and it was, it was fun for that. Um, I just... Everything about that costume came together at literally the last second, and there's your lesson. Don't do that, because when you do that, you're you're hoping everything works, and when it doesn't, it, it can kind of rain on your parade a little bit, I'll be honest. I was kind of disappointed in the fact that everything kind of fell apart on me, and I was miserable in it because I hadn't had time to practice in it and know how I was going to react and feel in it. Um, but we got some good pictures. We're still waiting for them to show up online, um, but other than that... Um, yeah, everything was a, it was a perfectly acceptable dragon. I got to go to a few panels. I got to do some things. I bought a Keyblade. Yay. Um, and I'm already working on next year's costumes. So there you go. Woo. Wow. And you, and you basically bombed the uh, 
ESO Network like I channel. All drunk, and, and I didn't take advantage of you, so you should be thankful for that. <laughs> or sorry, uh, whichever you prefer to call it, sir. I, I... <laughs> you know what? It was it was great having you, not with just one uh, panel of ours or one show of ours, recording of ours, but uh, you were on two. I was. That's true. You were on the uh, Earth Station One panel too. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, was uh, yeah. You was were great. Fun. Thank you. So I it was great. It. it was great to see you, and I got to see you outside of those as well. I saw you in the comic and pop art area. So yeah, that's uh, that's showing a, the newbies around to where I usually like <laughs> go to spend my money. So you know, the uh, so I had the Darren trifecta. I saw him three times. <laughs> And then others didn't see me at all. <laughs> and, and, and the third time, I, I had pie. So that was even better. So. Well, then I saw you that morning. I saw you Monday morning, though, as you were struggling out. We <laughs> 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 yeah, there. said, howdy. And Mike's so, like, I heard it. I heard so, it. I heard it. So, Mike, uh, how was, how was <laughs> your Dragon Con? My Dragon Con, that was an interesting event. It was actually, like I think you had mentioned um, probably earlier, every year it's it's great. It's an amazing con. It is each year I go, and this, is, this year was my 10th year of actually going into Dragon Con because the first two years we just did the parade. And so each year you go, it's your best Dragon Con. And this year was my best Dragon Con. If if that doesn't make sense, it made sense to me. So blah, <laughs> and everything. But the thing is, Dragon Con for me, it was not as busy. You know, I definitely I cut down on how many panels I did, and it gave me time to like walk around, talk to people, see friends, do lunch with some folks, do some business for the network and such. But I also got to do interviews this year, which was really awesome. And I actually really great interviews for us this year. Yeah, the interview we yeah yeah, of course the interview we got with uh, John Wesley Ship I think will go down as memorable because it was me and one other person talking to him for twenty five minutes exactly, and he's so personable. Like you said, he was just awesome. And then we also got to talk to uh, Danielle Pennebaker and from Flash, and she was great too, but. The John Wesley ship was just amazing, and I think that was my highlight of my con. And the rest of Sunday, I don't remember, thanks to somebody here. (laughs) Mary, Mary, I'm being blamed for a lot of things here, and I want you to know. I'm so sorry I missed it, because that was hilarious. They're absolutely I'm totally down with whatever you did. Whatever you did or did not do, Darren, I'm totally down with it. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Hold it as a badge of pride. You know, usually I put the full ESO recording for the network and such. <laughs> you did on, uh, I had to cut some parts out. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, people. It was good. You missed some good stuff. I've got to say, it, you know, and yeah. it was a great time. We had we had a good what about a dozen people in there this year in a, in a oh, room yeah. we weren't supposed to be in. Yes, <laughs> we are, we're always in a room we're never supposed to be in with that show. I, well, I changed this year exactly. We're, we're just gonna have to get a master key card and just break into random places. To exactly. <laughs> and but it it did work out and it was comfortable in there. We had the chemistry between everyone was great and everyone was really open. And from I what love I, Flaming Dan. I oh. Loved him. 
No. It was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the cigar nerds will never live that one down. No, they won't. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty fun. And we just we just had a great time. And it ended perfectly. You know, we had a couple of interviews on Monday. And then we, you know, we might got to have the thrill of his lifetime oh. for this year's con on Monday. What what did you do on Monday? Uh, on Monday, that was the day that uh, I uh, met Terry Jones from Monty Python, uh, uh, uh. and uh, yes, I mean that's just a it's a dream come true. I, I you know we talk all the time about you know be careful about meeting your celebrities because it may not you know be as nice as it as you think it will be. But I have now met um, I've been very fortunate to have uh, met uh, four of the Python members and uh, each one has been an absolute gentleman and really just down to earth and just amazing each moment uh, I'll remember because there and this one is no exception I mean Terry was great uh, great fun uh, great picture of us on uh, on Facebook um, I, I will treasure that always um, and so yeah that's to me the the Dragon Con it used to be just uh, of course I used to just go as an attendee and I used to go to panels and and have a blast I mean I, I love doing that panels and celebrities and getting things signed and all that um, and that's and, and shopping um, is it, it was always fun for me uh, since I've had the table of course uh, that takes a lot of my time now and since I've been part of the ESO network you know that takes up some time and it's it's there should be three of me but. There's only one, so uh, it is quite a juggling act, and it makes the the weekend go by even faster. Uh, I've noticed over the years, um, and uh, but yet each is so fulfilling. I mean, uh, you know, having that that time with Terry was great. Uh, I also, uh, with as far as um, um, being in the artist alley. Uh, being a guest there, I mean, we did great. Um, you know, we we are t- we. Not to get too like into sales or whatever, but we did um, just as well as we've done every year. I was really pleased that the uh, ESO anthology book came out. Everybody who bought that and came to the signing uh, was uh, has my utmost appreciation because that was an amazing moment for me. Um, also, uh, just me hanging out with the the authors that helped out with that book as well uh, was a great experience and. and dopey enough uh, it's so overwhelming that i didn't even think to snap a picture of that so uh I, there are some various pictures of a few of us online together but not the whole group of us which is kind of unfortunate because we were all there um and uh and then of course you know the eso stuff i mean the panels that i was on for eso the recordings um be it esw that was a great panel that might have been our greatest our most fun doctor who panel that we've done there Oh, very uh, much so. Yeah, absolutely. We had some, so many great people and that's saying asking something questions. Wasn't there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and then, you know, uh, recording the uh, Earth Station One episode as well as the ESO Network special. Um, and that was, and of course, you know, capped off with with actually getting to uh, experience pie for the first time that you know that is now my my drink over buckets of rum sorry buckets but uh you need to get uh, your act together a little bit well to me the buckets of rum felt very watered down this year yeah i mean let's you know i i love the fact that dragon con has this iconic drink the buckets of rum 
which is just a, a label, by the way. It's not ever been called that. It's always been, I think, at the Hyatt Bar, I think they call it their voodoo punch. Yes. But because it comes in a little bucket, they it's got the moniker Buckets of Rum. And for some reason, I mean, yeah, the, it does seem like the punch has been getting more and more watered down as the years have gone by. And, and that's kind of sad. I mean, it's, I mean, not that I want to always be like, you know, uh, drunk so bad that I can't remember what happened, but I kind of expect because it, you know, it's it's a it's a price tag, it's a price point. You got to pay like what fifteen bucks for it. They're a lot, yeah. We yeah, they, they are expensive. I think and- it was I think it was thirteen dollars or something like that, or maybe I don't remember exactly. I don't know, but I felt gypped. I did not get intoxicated at all from drinking that. No, because I ended up at the uh, ESO meet and greet. I ended up only doing uh, one bucket of rum. And then I switched to beer because I wasn't feeling, you know, any kind of buzz or anything from, or even any kind of alcohol in it. And it wasn't, and people say, oh, it's because it's hidden. It's like, no, it felt like I was drinking a glass of water. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, you know, I had, I went, I went to Trader Vic's first. I had a couple of Mai Tais, which I got me in a pretty good mood. And then I went and got the buckets and I thought, okay, this is going to cap off everything. But it just, it kind of didn't. Uh, so, yeah, I will, you know, call them out. Hey, you know, uh, Hyatt Bar. And I think the other bars are starting to do them now, too, because I saw buckets everywhere this year um, in all the hotels. But I don't know if people were just carrying them around uh, from the Hyatt. But, yeah, that needs to be – if you're going to be the Drink of Dragon Con, you're going to have to step up. Nope, agree completely. So um, other than that, I don't have – any real like criticisms with the way that the show was run we were talking about traffic earlier and one thing i noticed is that area that's usually the you know traffic spot from hell which is the connecting marriott hyatt uh, the over to T the intersection area. yeah i move like that seemed to flow a lot better this year um and and you know i guess maybe taking the blood drive and somewhere else helped out but that was moving pretty well and yeah, some of the uh, habit trails were kind of stu- you know uh, full of people, but that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So I had a great time. I it was, again, it's one of the the best dragon cons I've ever been to. Each one seems to get better and better. I don't. I've stopped like wondering if next year is going to be as great because it seems to always be better. So um, uh, and and not just because I'm hanging out with guys like yourself and, and obviously people that I'm missing, um, but uh, uh, you know I meet every year I meet new listeners and not not people that are are new to the show but people that have uh, like listeners for the first time and uh, and that's become uh, very uh, it's not sometimes planned because sometimes yes it happens during our, our meet and greets and our panels but other times people just come up to me and. That's that's an amazing feeling. So uh, that's that enhances my weekend. It's a possibility. <laughs> well, the pie enhances weekend greatly. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> well, the pie enhances everything. So it did it really did? So yes, uh, the you know I, I think we declare maybe unofficially that the now the Dragon Con drink of choice is is apple pie. Here, here, so. I would think so. Yes. So, um, so here's to having some more pie next year. And uh, next year, I, I'm making a batch for Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, um, uh, you know, some things are changing for next year. Mike hinted at it a little bit earlier. But um, I do – the one thing that I've heard uh, more than anything is that the gaming area or the gaming track is actually moving over, I think, to one of the Apparelmark buildings next year. Yes, they're moving back over to Building 1, which was last year's uh, vendor area. Okay. So they're moving okay. – they're moving over to the game, the whole gaming area out of the basement of the Hilton over to the America Smart. So right, now, up, right is, above is the, too, is it, is it because the Hyatt can't do anything with them anymore? Or are they just looking for more space or looking for more space? Gotcha. Yeah. And also they need to basically move things around. So we, they haven't officially said what is moving down there. To, into the basement of the Hilton, but something is going to. So watch the space for what's going to go down there. Exactly. <laughs> because there's tons of rumors what's going to be doing it because they cannot partition it into panels. Oh, that's a shame. Exactly. Because there's no. That would be a great big panel area for some tracks down there. there. Well, oh, very much so. But there's no, there's the no walls there and stuff. And they can't do the like cloth partitions like they did with the blood bank down there and such. So that's why they're, you know, they're waiting to see, um, to make some announcements of what's going to move. Obviously every year they're getting more and more people and, and that's not a bad thing, especially since they're distributing it so well, it seems like this, this year in particular. But one thing I have noticed is that, you know, even the quote unquote smaller panels are fill up rather quickly. And uh, I know that, you know, when I'm on a panel, I've seen some of the rooms that uh, it's just standing room only. And uh, I'm like, this, you know, that's so great. You want more people to participate. We talked to a lot of track directors this year, and they were saying that their panel rooms are all full. And this is like from from the, not just their big guests, but from, all their their programming and i think you know some more distribution some better distribution could could help out a little bit i mean uh one of the track directors that we well one of the track rooms that we spend a lot of time with at the eso is the um american classic sci-fi track and that room in really in particular could be uh bigger well, it's also an odd-shaped room to t- start it off with and because yes. it's an L-shaped room and they have half the audience in part of the L. And yes. what ha- what happens is if somebody on one side of it asks a question, the other side of the room cannot even hear it. Right. Yeah, can't true. see them at all. It's exactly. A, yeah. So that gets a little crazy. So, and I know that with uh, Phantom's event that he had the hit there, the uh, and from and credit to him because it sounded like that was a huge success. The mm-hmm. dirty, dirty con con game game show show. I heard it was a dirty success. <laughs> I did too, um, and um, it, there was a huge line for it, and they had to turn people away, and not just some people. I mean, they had to turn away like he said, at least a hundred, hundred fifty people, and that's-, that's just for a first time event. Um, and, and that's with other programming going on opposite, you know, from everything I heard that the puppetry track was off the charts, amazingly busy. Mm-hmm. I've heard that too. And, and it should have been because they had, you know, Carol Spivey there who played, um, uh, Big Bird and, and Oscar, as well as, uh, the, I can't remember his name, but the current, uh, puppeteer behind Kermit and a bunch of other uh, folks 
that, I mean, they were the, the biggest, I think they were the biggest track going apart from maybe, you know, the arrow folks. I think that was, that was like the biggest thing going at dragon con this year. So, yeah, it's, it was really interesting and the crowds were just amazing. And like you had mentioned earlier, we had great turnouts for ESO stuff, which, and ESW stuff, which was awesome. Yeah. We uh, can't thank those people enough who came out for those and, 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 and put up with our nonsense. Well, our nonsense is always <laughs> nonsensical, so it's perfect. <laughs> Anything else that you guys can think of, uh, at least going into next year, that could be an improvement? Segways for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't I, need the segways oh. anymore. We have those, uh, what are those ones that don't even have the, the, the sticks in them? And they, they're just like, yeah, sort they're of, like foot scooters or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. huge now. They, they are fun to look at. I would yeah, break. Yeah, they're gonna have to. I would break an arm on them, but yeah, especially with Dra- apple pie in us. Totally. I think, I think Dragon Con's gonna have to make an announcement by, about those, like they do selfie sticks. Like they're just yeah, gonna have to say no. no you can't have that. Yeah. yeah, I'm afraid you're right. People just get run down with them. But and another thing, I uh, also I wanted to point out too, Mike. Uh, um, I, it was weird this year for me. Uh, personally with you because um william was kind of on his own and i never saw the two of you together but i don't even know but a couple times all weekend and that guy was getting so much cosplay uh attention because i saw his picture everywhere oh william's you costume was so proud Oh, of course I was. He actually even won the, one of the costume contests. Woohoo! Because William was dressed up as Oogie Boogie this year from Nightmare Before Christmas. And people were flocking to him. It was yep. just amazing. And well, it was a great costume. It you was. very proud of it. Yes. And uh-huh. it was just it was just a lot of fun to see him, you know, shine with it and everything. It felt bad for him because he was sweating up a storm in there. Oh, he was. When he stopped by the our table, you know, I took a picture of him and they took the mask off and it was like, oh, my God. I mean, he looked like he was in a sauna. Uh-huh. He was <laughs> wearing burlap everywhere. <laughs> that's that's an insulator. <laughs> OK. Yeah. So I asked him, is he going to do the same costume next year? And he was like, I don't know about that one, Dad. (laughs) If he puts puts in little computer fans, maybe. That would be a smart idea. Yeah. Yeah. Something to cool him down in there. Mm -hmm. Maybe. He's not really. I think they also have, like, kind of, don't they also have, like, kind of cool packs that you can sort of wear on your neck and. They they don't last. No. Yeah. No, and it was it was just it was neat to see him, and he. W- I actually had seen there was a woman who was also dressed as Oogie Boogie, and she came up to William in his costume and says, "Dad," <laughs> so it was awesome. <laughs> so it was good and everything, and uh, of course you'll be able to see William's costume because he's going to be the uh, front page of this uh, podcast. Ah. Very nice. Nepotism. Of course. Well, you know, he is going to own the network someday. (laughs) So be nice to him. Just remember that. That's true. I should start kissing his ass more. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Well, I did bring him up, so. Exactly. I mean, as far as this show. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I I knew what you meant. Of course. So, um, any other highlights of this year? Anything else that you guys uh, want to chat about as far as DragonCon 2015? Did anybody get sick afterwards? Nope. No. 
I, no. like, I had a little congestion, but it wasn't like a full-on contract. No, I know too many people that did, but... Oh, yes, yes. Uh, and I think next... Nick... Conrad, but not this year. I think next year we're going to have to we'll do a whole episode devoted to how to avoid and, and uh, getting sick and Concred and, and what to do if you are sick. I think I, I did heard... see a guy in the Hyatt who was just walking through and he sneezed, no covering whatsoever of his mouth. Yeah, that's wrong. And yeah. I, I just turned around and went the other way. Because I'm like, nope, <laughs> not. I'll, I will go around. I will wait an hour before going that way because there are there are now germs there. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Yeah, that's that's kind of the one. The one thing that I did notice about this year's dragon because everyone seems intent on starting the partying earlier. It seemed oh. like there was a day or an evening where the partying was a lot less than usual. Well, sun- it's like everyone was like, "Oh, we need a break. We can't." From what I remember <laughs> about Sunday it. night, it was kind of mellow. So yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like everyone had their pumpkin spice lattes already, and they're just chilling. No, I can't. I can't dance. No, no, just no. Stop. Yeah, I know. Monday, I, I was up till two a.m. So you know, hey. <laughs> I don't remember how late I was up to that night. <laughs> no, you don't. What was it? What was that, Mary? Oh, I, I know. I partied a lot less than usual this year, and in some ways that was kind of disappointing, but in others it was okay. Um, but I felt like, I don't know, I felt like there was this sense of, like, just so many people that I didn't know, and, like, the party was all, like, people that I didn't know. And, I don't know, maybe that was just, like, me being weird, but um, I... I didn't party that much, to be totally honest with you. At least compared to like how much I usually do. That's because Dan had you being responsible all weekend. I had to get up really early every day. Say, there you but, go. Okay, it was real hard. I am not going to lie to you. It was real hard. <laughs> I enjoyed well, it. You know, I, I learned a lot and I had a really good time. And I'm not, you know, trying to be down on anything at all because it was wonderful. I'm but sure it was. It was just it was a just, different experience. It, it was just different. As much as I'm used to. The uh, and I will say it's it is ooh, it is brutal. As I get older, it's it's not easier. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, and uh, you know I will also say um, uh, you know in a bit of uh, not criticism but unfortunate events. Um, the Marriott uh, had. Um, one at least one sometimes two elevators down a lot that weekend and oh. and that kind of added to some uh, uh unfortunate drama so not you know like real extreme but stuff that was like uh so i did run across a couple people uh who had partied beyond their limit <laughs> just a couple <laughs> <laughs> just a couple you were sitting yeah, in the I room mean, with I, like six of them i, I mean to the extreme <laughs> Where they were just like, oh my god, like, yeah. So it was an embarrassment, actually. So, but I won't call them out by name. My favorite. Hey! <laughs> I didn't do anything stupid this year! Woo! Yay! Personal victory! Achievement yeah. unlocked. Was oh, not stupid at Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Well, very cool. Well, with that, um, I think it's time to go to some of our other guests and find out how they spent uh, their weekend at Dragon Con. So we will uh, go now to uh, our good friend, Michelle. 
And now we have back with us uh, Michelle Biddick-Simmons from Drop By Dragon Con, who has been with us uh, all season long. How was, first of all, how was your Dragon Con? Uh, mine was amazing. I We got there Tuesday night. Um, I did get sick, but I still had an incredible time. I got there Tuesday night. We had, um, we made a meetup Wednesday. We made like three meetup Wednesdays. We made a great meetup Thursday. We had a meetup Friday. Um, we ended up going out to lunch with multiple groups, different times. I had a fabulous time connecting to people and finally putting faces that I've, I've never actually met, but I've been talking to them on Facebook all year or for two years, et cetera. And sadly I missed some people, but, um, other than getting sick, I had an amazing time. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad that you said amazing and, there's a lot there, and, and first of all, let me also say that I'm sad that we never got a chance to connect. It's just so you just, I mean, as many as much as you want to connect with people, it's just so big and it goes by so fast. It does, it does, um, and it's just a whirlwind. Uh, and then you like sort of look around afterwards and go, "What just happened?" Um, well, so, I told uh, you when we arrive, I swear everybody has the best of intentions. We have our list. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, and then what I always say is we turn into kittens. And it's <laughs> yes. kittens because there is bits of string here, there's shiny things there, and the other thing is I always say I'm boobs and alcohol. And so <laughs> all of a sudden we're just like, what were we planning to do? I don't know. Look, you know, it's like Autobot and you're gone. And that's Absolutely. It. And that's the beauty of it too. You don't want to change that for anything. Because oh, oh, uh, no. sometimes those those little side roads can lead to wonderful places. So I, I had that happen a lot this year. Oh, um, awesome. And as a second of all, I just want to say sorry to hear you got sick. I know that that and that, you know what I'm actually thinking next year of devoting a whole episode to to uh you know con crud and trying to avoid getting sick and what to ha- what to do if you are sick and how to right. best avoid you know giving that to others etc cetera, etc cetera. so um uh, i'm sorry you were the victim of it this year i i really was but i can actually help you next year if you do that but we're planning on getting uh pneumonia shots because i came back with pneumonia and paul came back with walking pneumonia and so mm. many people got sick from it yeah, but that's not it, just concrete. That's some serious no, stuff. No, it hit the South badly. And what's really odd is it was not making the news until after Dragon Con. Uh-huh. If I had known beforehand, I would have totally changed a lot of protocols. But um, what, what did happen with me was I was introduced to a lot of really fabulous bourbons by a lot of people who, <laughs> wanted, who wanted me to be able to talk. And so because my voice went away the second day we were there, and so... Every event we went to, someone gave me bourbon. I had the best bourbons because it cleared my throat. <laughs> so, uh, I was in kind of a happy bourbon and um, <laughs> days for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad place to be either. So, um, yeah. So, tell us more specifically what were the, what were the highlights for you? Um, the biggest ones for me were the, the meetup, the Drop by Dragon Con meetup. Um, we met at the Westin. I think we're going to do it again next year. The people at the Westin were lovely. I went and spoke with the main bartender beforehand, and she actually had an extra staff member added so that because we had probably 200 people, maybe a little bit more than that. That's amazing. I didn't get to talk to everybody, which that upsets me because so many people wanted to really talk, and I, I needed time, and I'm going to say this very quickly. If you were the blonde woman with the long hair, 
with the really attractive, both of you are very good looking, and you were standing behind the column and then sat down behind the column after talking to me. I kept trying to get back over there because she needed to talk because apparently drop by really helped her. And I tried for like 20 minutes to get over to her, but everybody kept stopping me and talking to me. And by the time I got back there, they were leaving. And I, I never got to her. So if you're listening to this, please contact me. I've even posted on drop by to try to get you to contact me. But um, we have had... So many people do amazing things this year, and just being able to spend time with people that you've spoken with online for so long makes such a huge difference, and that made me really happy. But um, the the next big thing was me for me was meeting Carol Spinney. Paul and I got in line. I had no voice left. My energy was shot, but we did this, and we were the second people in line after his panel, and to meet him and no, I didn't get him sick, but uh, to meet him Uh and to get, we got the DVD and the book because we were at a private party and a friend of ours who um, does puppetry stuff and is a movie, a filmmaker, John Hudgens, who is, if you ever get a chance to meet him, he's lovely and a really good guy um, and talented. But um, he was telling us about the DVD and I'd never even known that they made a DVD and we haven't watched it yet because I haven't been in the place where I can cry without choking because of pneumonia. (laughs) That's but, that's the thing about that's kind of why and I you know I will freely admit this I I kind of avoided uh, yeah. meeting Carol because I I was afraid of a some sort of emotional breakdown just because <laughs> because I mean that I mean Big Bird Oscar Sesame Street taps into the very core of my childhood mine too mine too and 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 yeah so many of them. I, I I'd be curious to know how many people in line meeting him broke down. I can tell you that when we were there, people before he even arrived were already crying. Yeah. Or we were telling each other our stories, and it was it was very emotional and very lovely. And that must that must wear on a a person. Uh, just all of that. I mean, it's one thing for you know your celebrity, and and if you know people think you're hot or you're the hot thing or whatever, you're coming out and people. But for that kind of I mean that that what he represents is just kind of more so like I don't know just something like a lot more primal I think I and I don't think it wears on him I think it gave him energy because awesome. I, he's an older man and the man has done so much in his life and his wife was there taking care of things and there was a handler there that was really nice and we spoke with him but um, you could tell that when people would come up and talk to him the joy that he had. At each story, nothing was um, fake on his face. And when he spoke to us, you can tell he's frail and he's older. And that, you know, that was it for me. We were like, we have to do this. This is this is a moment that we don't want to miss. Sure. Because if we don't do this, then we're going to always regret it. He was lovely. His energy was so kind. Sweet, sweet man. And you can tell, I think with him, um, it did give him energy. Because to hear, you, you had to see his face. There were a couple of times that he was making people come behind the thing to hug him. Oh, and um, I was like, it just, he was a lovely man. But you know, you know, I love puppets. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I love puppets. So the, okay, if you guys did not make the puppetry slam, where were <laughs> you? Um, it, it was not what last year's was, where last year's was the best of the best because there had been a big conference. But let me tell you, Kathleen. O'Shea David, Peter David's wife, is a friend of mine, and she's an amazing person and a 
fabulous puppeteer. She makes these pieces that are exquisite. Well, she wanted to do something edgy and different. So her fabulous husband wrote a Dr. Seuss-esque dark version of the cat in the hat and had the man, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name right now because I'm still getting over being sick, who does the brain's voice do Orson Welles' voice as wow. Yes, he he was on the floor stretched out, covered in black so you couldn't see him, and doing the, the whole narration. It was demented, fabulous, freaky, scary because it was the cad in the hat. So it's basically a serial killer that's in with these, <laughs> these kids. <laughs> it, is, it, was, it was amazing. Paul filmed it, and we've got to get the, the footage to them. But um, it, was, it was one of the big highlights for me because... Um, I, I love puppets, but that particular one was just exquisite. It was Peter David's brain, Kathleen's talent, and then that exquisite voice. It was it was amazing. And I'm so sorry people didn't. I mean, we had a full place, but I wish oh, more sure. people could see it. But, yeah, um, that's a that's a tough one to get into. So good for you. Well, Paul films stuff, so we tend sure. to be able to get in and, and sit pretty close, which always helps. But um, I, at some point, I may, because Paul and I both love puppets, and I used to make some when I was a kid. I may someday actually do this. But the parade this year, and, and I'm going to say this. If anybody wants to join the parade, if you're at all interested in science or you just want to be in a group that has a different feeling, um, I, I had some people from Drop By that volunteered to be the um, banner holder for the periodic table for us this year because my friends that were doing it couldn't do it this year. And one of them actually does uh, parades for, I think, Universal or used to. And they've been in the parade every year for multiple years at DragonCon. Well, I had told them before that the energy is really different with the periodic table. And I'm not exaggerating because we yell, the elements dance and uh, do basically hoedown dances um, and combine and all this. The noble gases we don't because we're standoffish. There's only one that actually technically does any of that bonding. Um, and we and you know noble gases are standoffish. But um, my the, the two people that did the banner afterwards were like, we're signing up to do this again because you're right. It's totally different because every group has their thing and they've marched with two other groups before, but they were like the energy in this group is so fabulous. I said because. All of us care about science, and we really want our joy to reach to the kids in the audience and to the people who are scientists. They're lined up on the side of the street and actually get how incredible it is that there's a periodic table being represented walking in this parade. And I had, I do this thing, and my voice was shot, and I'm not kidding, but I yelled, um, all these little girls on the side, I said, girls love science and we're good at it. And I went over and I would like high five them and, and say, girls are brilliant and they love science. And uh, yeah, my Paul says that's how I got sick because I high five so many little girls. But I believe truly in getting kids involved in science and particularly little girls because we're as smart as boys. We just think differently and we're still that lost, let me not get on my soapbox, we're still a lost denomination that should be represented more. Sure, sure. But, but uh, everybody said afterwards, it's like, you know, if they've never marched with us before, all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, the energy. I was like, that's it. 
That, that's so awesome. It sounds like you had a very great high energy uh, Dragon Con. So I did, uh, and then I was like running from here to there and going from this group <laughs> to that group and doing this and doing that. I made so few panels, but I got to talk with so many people or at least listen because I told you sometimes I couldn't talk at all. Um, but I, I burnt myself out at an amazing rate because I knew I wasn't doing well. <laughs> But at least I made the one, like the, the panels I wanted to make. Uh, hello, Venture Brothers. I almost forgot that. Did you go to that panel? Did not. Sorry. Okay. Well, we're Venture Brother junkies. We're Venture Compound people. And we went to the uh, Let's All Smoking, which if you're into Venture Brothers, you know what that is. But um, they announced that not just six, we may actually have a couple more seasons. And they showed some stuff incredible so that one was another one that i was like i don't care how sick i am drag me downstairs put me in a chair tie me there so i can stay in the chair and watch them whatever it was incredible (laughs) it was incredible well awesome and i'm so glad you had a good time and uh so glad to hear about you know the the you know not just the the fan geeking out but the emotion that goes with um especially your group i would say because you know um it, it must be uh, just you know, such an emotional time meeting up with all the the, the drop by DragonCon folks because it's such a uh, you know um, a life changing thing for a lot of people. So uh, kudos to you and uh, and yeah, I mean we're we're starting it up again, right? So looking well, forward we never to- we never we never stop. We never, never stop. stop. Right. And That's I it. tell people don't leave. We have people that leave after DragonCon, and I'm like, why? Because as soon as you leave, you're going to fall off the wagon. And we're, the, I call Halloween the gateway drug of holidays. So it's like as soon as everybody leaves Drop, or excuse me, Dragon Con, they start. Because um, at Dragon Con, what do we do? We indulge. We indulge. We indulge. Well, I don't want you to like drop everything and go carb free right away or anything like that because, you know, I don't like extremes. But you can't. Just disappear and think it's going to be okay. And then next year, a couple of months before Dragon Con, you get back in shape. This is an ongoing thing. You make it an 80-20% start now. We've had people, we've had new people, a lot of new people join. Um, And one of the biggest things, like I said, with Halloween, it is the gateway drug of holidays. Because we start eating at Halloween a couple of weeks before Halloween when we buy the candy that we end up eating instead of giving to the kids. And we buy more to replace it. And then... We go through Thanksgiving, Christmas, we make our January, I'm going to get my butt in shape. And what ends up happening, and we have proof of this, people actually fall off the wagon right away after their, their January 1st, their New Year's, you know. And then in February is usually when it kicks in after Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. So because winter shuts us down anyway, the way that the sun alters, um, our brain starts to crave carbs and you can still go through the carb craving and all the holidays and stay sane and not gain weight. So there's my little rant for the thing. And 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 good good too, because to point out, because you know, we're not gonna do the Dragon Con report for the next three months. We our next right. Dragon Con report is gonna start in January. So, but that okay. doesn't mean that, you know, we're gonna be silent. All right, so where can people get in touch with you? I'm dropped by DragonCon on Facebook. Um, I also will be posting something on the DragonCon site on Facebook. And the official DragonCon site on Facebook, um, 
letting them know how to get in touch with us, and I'm going to do that several times over the next couple of months. Awesome. It's been so fun having you part of the show this year, and I can't wait to do it again next year. See you in January. And joining us once again uh, is someone that I I don't know how, Kevin, I keep missing you at DragonCon, but one of these years we will meet. (laughs) Uh, Kevin Batchelder is here with us. Uh, Kevin, how was your DragonCon? Oh, it was amazing. I am, every year I continue to be amazed that it outdoes the year before. I keep waiting, thinking I'm going to plateau, but damn it, never happens. You know, I, I tell you what, I've been going 20 years, and it, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't. I don't know how it does it, but every year it's the best one ever, and I, I, it's amazing to me. What uh, Specifically, what were your highlights this year? Oh, well, there were several, as always. That's why it's always such a great weekend. It was uh, a great start on Thursday when we did our newbie events. Uh, you know, as usual, that's awful exciting and stressful and all, but uh, we, again, probably had close to... 400 people show up on Thursday afternoon for our tours and, uh, you know, had a great job, had so many volunteers who helped us out running those and doing a Q&A. So it was a great way to kick off con there on Thursday. You had some friends of the station help out with it, too. I saw another Kevin, a friend of ours, Kevin Eldridge, was part of that, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Uh, he was there, uh, you <laughs> the know, answering Kevins. some questions. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, later in the weekend, uh, Kevin and I were on a Arrow discussion panel, too. That was a lot of fun. I think that was Monday, if I remember correctly. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had to spend that much time with him. <laughs> no, Kevin's good. We love it. We'll start apologizing now. It's okay. <laughs> start apologizing for all the ES Network people, right? ES Network. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was amazing, Kevin, because I came to your newbies uh, discussion on, I think it was Thursday afternoon, and you guys had the room packed. Yeah, they've done a good job. I, again, big compliments to the con again for supporting us and giving us a nice big room there in the Marriott because, yeah, we only had a couple of empty seats, and I counted the seats before we started, and it was a little over 400 in that room, so I know we filled it. So that was great. It was it was super, and it also got a kick because we do a little Q&A, just open forum, question and answer just after it, and then the same type deal first thing Friday morning for those folks who can't come in Thursday, and it was funny, the Friday morning events, you know, the first time slot there at 10 a.m., I was running a little late, as always. I go down to the room there. It was one of the ones in the Hyatt, I think it was, one of the Regencies. And uh, I'm just outside the room, and I'm going to go in, and I'm kind of moving a little fast, you know, in already in con mode. And one of the very nice security people is like, sir, you can't go in. I'm like, well, uh, I, I need to. I'm on this panel. Oh, okay, because if you were attending it, there's a line over there. I go, there's a line? <laughs> <laughs> for my little newbie Q and A thing, yeah, we got we got a couple hundred people in line already. I'm like, oh my goodness! So wow, is that yeah. a first? Yeah, it's the first time we've had a line for a Q and A. So yeah, we filled up that room as well with a big chunk of folks. So I think we're definitely on to something here when it comes to helping out the newbies. How did the tours go? Tours went very well. You know, we got a lot more people involved. Uh, got some good feedback on ways to improve them. Folks liked that we did them a little shorter this year, a little more compact, maybe around thirty minutes. We didn't. Go try to go as far, uh, and you know, as you know, a lot of newbies have no idea how much walking is involved. So, I think the idea of more compact tours uh, worked out good. What was your biggest surprise with DragonCon though this year? Biggest surprise? Um, it, it, it's going to be funny, and a lot of people probably won't agree, but I didn't think it was near as bad crowd wise as it's been in previous years. A lot of people actually had said that. Yeah, you're you not know? the first person to say that. 
Oh, okay. Because some folks, I did hear from some folks, and it was more the newer type ones who were like, wow, it was so crowded, especially Saturday. I was like, you know, it just seemed kind of okay. Things flowed better. I think they did a better job with some of the flow spots. And, and yeah, they were obviously at 70,000 or so people, whatever it was, a lot of folks. But it didn't uh, bottleneck for me. It moved pretty good almost every time I was moving around. Wow. Yeah, that's very good. Very good. Yeah. Some of the, some of the other highlights for you? Uh, other highlights, I had a great time. We did our uh, sci-fi drive-in theater, Heckle Along. Joe Crow and I host that every year, and that was, uh, again, a great event. Uh, we, and and we what, was the, what was the movie for that? We, we screened the 1979 classic Star Crash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Caroline Monroe. Monroe. Very uh, nice. Yes. They actually have a copy of that on, on video? Wow. It's on DVD. You're kidding me? There's a special edition from Shout Factory that's got like two discs and all kinds of special features. Not that I'm nutty enough to watch it all. Wink, wink. <laughs> 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 yeah, we had a lot of fun with that one. We love getting the crowd in, heckling along and, and booing with us and cheering with us. That was a real highlight, certainly for me. Uh, I love doing that every year. We We always get folks come up afterwards. Uh, meaning later in the con at some point, someone I don't even know says, oh, I came to that event. That was so much fun. I'm going to come next year. I'm going to do this with my kids more often. They do, they just don't do movies in a group anymore, you know? So that's I love that we get folks to think about that and do that. You know, so that's uh, great stuff as far as involvement. Now, as far as just kind of like attending things for me, I always uh, have a blast when the folks in the Weeden track do the Buffy Hara Picture Show, which they're doing like every other year now. That was a big event for me on Saturday night. I uh, love seeing the Once More with Feeling uh, with a large crowd, you know, 1,500 or so Buffy fans singing along to all the songs. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing to me, I guess. Well, I mean, it's just a tradition now because I'm like, well, you think it would just get old after a while, but I think it's just the fact that it's, you know, how many other places do that? Yeah, yeah, and the, it's always every year we make, we kind of, you know, like you do for a lot of events at con, we call it a line party. You know, you want to get a good seat, you get there an hour or so ahead of time. And there's some newer folks who've never been. And, you know, you have some fun in the line, kind of prepping them for what's going on and getting involved. So it's, you know, it's just a blast doing it, you know. So that uh, always is an event. And Weed and Track now kind of alternates where they do Buffy Horror one year and then the next year they do Dr. Horrible. So it's not an every year event. So that kind of made it a little fresher to this year because it hasn't, Happened for a couple of years. That's and, right. Uh, I didn't, that's right. I almost forgot that. Thank you. Yeah. So I know they had some celebrities in the audience this year too. Oh, did they? Because they oh, did yeah. two shows. Uh, I went to the earlier one. I guess the later one was really more of a mixture of of uh, Rocky Hara and Buffy. So. Oh yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. So I, I you know, schedule wise, didn't get to that one, but that one had been a lot of fun too. I'm sure. Uh, later in the con, it was great as you. F- guys know and many of you who listen i you know sit on several fan panels and love doing that we had one of those things where you kind of say like only at dragon con uh sunday uh early evening i was on a panel in the urban fantasy track for the show i zombie uh great discussion going having a lot of fun uh, love that very, show. oh very interactive crowd that was there in the room for the fan panels great and at one point um we're asked we we're talking about uh Favorite characters on the show. And, uh, you know, someone's bringing up they love the medical examiner guy, uh, Ravi. And uh, one of the women in the audience is like, well, hey, you know, I know that the actor who plays him, Raul Coley, is very active on Twitter. I'm going to send him a Twitter message, let him know we're talking about him. And, you know, those of us around the panel are like, great, you know, go for it. <laughs> and uh, we, we continue talking. And like, less than five minutes later, that woman has got her hand up to ask a question, only she's like jumping out of her seat. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yes, ma'am. Another question? She goes, 
Well, no, I, I, I tweeted to Raul, and he's interested, and in, actually, I have him on Skype. He wants to be on the panel with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so she brings up her phone, like a, you know one of the bigger tablet-style ones, puts it right there on the table. We put a mic in front of him, and he starts interacting with the audience, answering questions. Wow. Now, where else are you going to have this kind of stuff happen where an actor is going to jump on a panel virtually – um, and, and do it at DragonCon. It was just an amazing thing to have happen. It was so much fun. He was so interested. He, you know, uh, wants to see about coming maybe to con next year and going to talk to he the rest should. of the cast. I know it it's was tough great. with their shooting schedule, but the iZombie crew sounds like they would, I mean, they are, they have a blast and it sounds like they would have a great time at DragonCon. Yeah. So that was just really cool. Now, I also usually audio record any of the panels that I do myself to re- release on our uh, podcast feed. So I've got one with that. So we got it kind of saved in infamy there. So that was, that was a blast. It's one of those things you never know what's going to happen. And that was a great example of it. Uh, and really another one of those uh, put a cherry on top kind of events at con. Now, um, speaking of celebrities and stuff, I know that you're a big Lost Girl fan. And this year it seemed like almost everybody from that show was there. Was there anybody that you got a chance to meet that you hadn't met before? Oh, yes, absolutely. That was a pretty uh, amazing event. We had uh, six cast members, which is highly unusual for a show, especially while it's still on the air. So th- their Q&A panels, I went to several this weekend, were awesome. But for me, uh, it was great to see the lead from the show, Anna Silk, uh, who hadn't been to a convention in the U.S. yet. This was her first one, I believe. So she was there. Uh, and it was awesome to meet her. She's just as gracious as uh, she appears to be. And, and I had got a chance to meet Ksenia Solo the year before. So I actually... On a personal level, I've never done a photo op at a con. I mean, I'm I'm cool meeting some of the celebs in the Walk of Fame, shaking a hand, maybe an autograph, but I've never done a professional photo op. But the chance to do one with Anna Silk and Ksenia Solo this year was the first time I I dived in and went for that, and that was a a pretty amazing event to to do that with those lovely ladies. No explanation needed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was pretty neat, I got to say. So it, it was... A lot of fun. It really was. So it's, you know, interactions like that are great, and I absolutely love them. And as you said, I am a large Lost Girl fan. But again, the reason why Con's so fresh is, is you know, getting to hang out with the other fans and doing the fan panels and talking about shows and uh, interacting there. I mean, as you said, a little disappointing not seeing uh, you guys, but uh, many other folks that I do have the same kind of thing you know it's passing in a hallway and a high five here or there because we're all so busy having so much fun nobody wants to stop <laughs> no you usually get a head nod on in the halls They're like hey yeah it goes by so fast uh it's you know you're kind of thinking blur. even by you know saturday or something like oh i haven't seen like you know and you list a number of people uh, on your fingers or whatever or toes or and and you're just like oh i'll have to try to reach out and hopefully i'll see them and then all of a sudden monday comes and you're like i I can't believe I didn't see these people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's crazy like that. I know there was a, uh, with all the Lost Girl guests, you know, and being as active as I am in, in the fandom, uh, it was great to help out a lot of folks who were coming to con for the first time because of those guests. And and one of them, um, a girl named uh, Lauren and her husband, uh, Brady, came to the con. This was their first time coming. You know, they wanted, she wanted to get to the Lost Girl events uh, but wasn't sure what he might be interested in. You know, he's kind of coming to support her, a really nice guy. It was great at one point. This is just one of those fan things you love. I think it was Saturday or Sunday uh, when I saw her on Facebook when I was sitting in one of the lines, you know, waiting for an event, uh, that the two of them got all uh, dressed up and went to, like, the zombie walk together, and they both got into it. And you just saw the excitement in their posts and talking about the con. I mean, there's someone who... 
by the end of the con, they'd already booked their hotel for next year. So, you know, we have another <laughs> one, another another convert to our uh, big community guys. And that, that's what's a lot of fun when you expose someone to the con and tell them, no, no, just trust me, come. You'll probably love it. And just head over heels in and having a blast and already plan it for 2016. Well, I, I can tell you that this year it struck me, I think, even more than than usual. The number of people that I ran into that this was their first Dragon Con ever. So, um, uh, I, and you know, with the number of people that that were there this year, you know, uh, I'll, it, it definitely is something where I mean, Dragon Con is not <laughs> is not scaring anybody away. And uh, and people are flocking, and especially you know their first time with the newbie service and everything that you provide. It's a it's a great service, and it's a much needed one. Well, thank you. And it's and the big thing is, I might be a little puppet head here, but it's not just me. I mean, Kim and Sue and Mike, the folks who do the admin stuff in our group all year long, uh, the Facebook group that we do for those of you who might be new. It's a great way to prep leading up, and then AtCon. As you saw with those, and you saw some of it probably, Mike, some of the walking tours. I mean, we got another dozen or more, 20 people that are either leading the tour or being the helper on it. So the whole community pitches in to make it happen. Well, I'm saying it right here, right now, so it's in public record. I am volunteering to help with the tours next year. <laughs> All right. Ah, awesome. Uh-oh. Now, now there goes the neighborhood. I know. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I'm there. <laughs> the only thing about it is Mike's newbie tour uh, to go through all the areas of Dragon Con actually starts in August. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <so> <laughs> yeah, we do get some folks who want us to start doing it earlier in the week, you know, but uh, not, not quite going to happen yet, but maybe someday, you know. It's so much easier when there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we try to, you know, you get the folks, can't you do these on Friday? No, and let me tell you why. <laughs> Well, now Thursday's becoming, I bet, difficult for you, too. I mean, there's a it's lot even, of people there on Wednesday yeah. and Thursday now. Yeah, it was. And the tour guys who had done it last year even said the same thing. It's, it was definitely uh, taking more time only because of the fact there were a lot more folks out on Thursday afternoon than even the year before. So, yeah, that's something we're going to have to keep a close eye on. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I know we didn't get a chance due to weather and other uh, obligations to talk to you this year as much as usual. But uh, every time you weren't on, I made sure that you know people knew where to go uh, as far as Facebook and, and to reach out to you guys. So uh, we love having you on the show and we look forward to talking to you next year. Awesome. Always a blast. I appreciate it very much, folks. Thank you very much for, for letting me come on, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. And now joining us, we have a special treat, someone new to the DragonCon report, um, and actually kind of had a new experience at DragonCon as well. We've got with us our good friend of the station, Robert Young, uh, of course, who runs uh, the Borderlands Comic Store in Greenville, South Carolina, and was a vendor for the first time at DragonCon this year. Welcome to the DragonCon report, Robert. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So now, before we get into the vending, how long have you been going to DragonCon? Gosh, I, I guess I went to my first Dragon Con in 1993, okay, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, so that's what, yeah, I mean, I went, my first one is in 94, so, um, I, I mean, have you been pretty consistent with going there, and you've been going there just as an attendee, or? Yeah, well, originally I went, um, it was weird, I wasn't actually a vendor, but I went on a vendor's pass, because I worked for Heroes. Oh, so gotcha. there were some times where I went to run errands and, and pick up artwork or do different things that they needed me to do. 
Um, but I wasn't actually a vendor. It was weird. So, but I, I had some kind of extra access back then, which was kind of fun. And, um, and then I've obviously gone as an attendee and, and I probably go every three or four years or best that I can get out there. And, uh, I really enjoy it. I have a very good time. Uh, it, it's always a good show and it's gotten to the point where it is just incredibly massive. Oh, yes, that, that is for sure, especially in the vending area, which this was the first year that they had it in a new location. Actually, it was this, was it Mike, the same building, just a different floor? No, it was building number two instead of building one that uh, they had, they've had for the last couple of years. Gotcha. And so it was a whole new experience because America's Mart is broken into three buildings. The first uh, building one is right along Peachtree Street, and that's where it was for the last two years. And this year was for the first time was building two, and it was a much much better and positive experience. And and it was a great experience for us. I can tell you that it, we we enjoyed being in that building. And uh, and so my guess is that you had uh, traffic uh, all 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 day. You guessed right. Um, <laughs> Where we were located, uh, we were toward, uh, we were on floor two, and we were back toward the uh, escalators. You were, so you were, by, us, the, you were by the escalators and also by the Chick-fil-A. So uh, no, we were upstairs, so we were dominated, and Chick-fil-A was downstairs. Oh, that's right, that's right, sorry. No, no, it's okay, just because I know that because I was smelling pizza all day, and, and that was torture. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that guys like pizza, and I like my pizza. So uh, the, the deal was, the traffic was a little bit slower at the beginning because uh, people were coming in and you're obviously at the back of floor two, right? But as people started discovering the escalator, boy, did traffic speed up, then you're right. Then you're just busy all the time because it was just cycling. You're coming in one side and going out the other, and it, it was pretty crazy. Um, so we had traffic pretty much all day for four straight days. Wow. I finally saw you on Monday. I stopped by your table and you looked like you had been through a war. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that the experience for Dragon Con as a vendor for me, the, the biggest difference is um, everybody's done shows. So a lot of the things are the same. You know, you're setting up, you're dealing with fans, you're doing the things that you do as a vendor that we obviously enjoy or we wouldn't be vending, right? Um, the difference with Dragon Con is a, a two-day show's tough a three-day show is a challenge. A four-day show feels like you walked into a gladiator pit and someone's beating you. So it, that extra day, if you're not used to a four-day show, uh, was really the, the physical challenge and mental challenge. You're, you're normally home by then. You're home on, on Sunday night. So that extra day was, was a hurdle from that standpoint. Um, I mean, people were buying. People were still excited and enthusiastic. And it's amazing how much that helps you as a vendor you know, give them a better experience and have fun and still get it done. But everybody was just pushed. <laughs> now, I also understand that in addition to all of the inventory that you bring uh, as a, um, as a, as a comic retailer, um, you also got a little bit of a bump because of the, the star Wars sale, the force Friday. Um, yeah, well, we did have some force product, not everything we had hoped to, but, uh, obviously there were people, um, really looking for that product because of Force Friday. So any Star Wars stuff that we had did really, really well. We were hoping to have more, but um, Funko was not able to get the product to our distributor in time uh -huh. for them to, to get it to us. Uh, but we did get some other 
product that we were able to get our hands on through some distributors that we were able to get in time, and, and that helped out. Uh, and I think that's going to be a big thing for everybody for the next year, right? Um, so it, it's no big deal. That product will still be well pretty much anywhere. I think now, that's going to be the, the biggest grossing movie. I mean, really, nerd movie for sure of all time. I don't think oh, it's yes. going to touch it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be like, you know, like, well, like the first one in like episode one was all over again. Hopefully, but better. <laughs> Way better, I, I hope. <laughs> um, now, uh, of course, you've uh, vended at a lot of other conventions. How is, is there any way that you would say that Dragon Con, besides just the sheer size of it and, and how many days it is, that, is there any difference with the crowd, do you think? Um, there are some differences with the crowd. Um, they tend to be more pop culture oriented. Um, and and that's, that's okay as long as you expect it. You know what I mean? If you just come expecting the regular, like a regular comic book crowd, you may not be properly prepared for it. So we were we were ready for that. Uh, we were fortunate to have thought about it ahead of time, and, and we had stuff ready for a general pop culture crowd that may not be comic fans. Um, there were some different things about how Dragon Con handled the vendors. You want to hear about those too? They're they're really cool things. I thought that they did that were different. No, absolutely. Yeah, tell us things it, we just it, don't know. It, yeah, they so they had a, a Wednesday load in. So normally you would have Thursday load in for the show on Friday. Um, but they did open up some spots on Wednesday where you could unload into your booth. We were able to do it Wednesday night at, uh, gosh, about eight o'clock. Um, and then, so we were able to set up our booth, you know, partially and have everything unloaded when we walked in on Thursday morning. And man, that, that relieves a lot of stress from you. You know what I mean? It makes, Absolutely. makes it a little bit easier. Um, and then on loadout, they did something I haven't seen before, but I really thought at first I didn't know what to think about it, and man, it worked out beautifully. So before you can get a spot on the loading dock for loadout, you have to have um, your entire booth broken down and packed. And then what they do is they uh, they come verify it. You go get somebody, they verify that your booth is packed and ready to go, and they radio out and. Uh, Give permission for you to bring your van or truck or whatever you're using, you know, into a loading dock. And what that means is, from a vendor standpoint, um, we're not having loading docks tied up by a guy for eight hours. You know what I mean? You can flip that loading dock three or four times and get guys out of there and down the road home faster. Yeah, nice. And, yeah, it was really cool. It was one of those things I wasn't. I was like, really? They're doing what? And then, you know, once I saw it in action, it made perfect sense and it was really well done. And um, and, I, and I, I compliment them on that. It was really well thought out, and all their volunteers handled it really smoothly as well. We're with working all the time uh, during the show, I, I imagine you don't probably – do you get a chance to do anything geeky? Was there anything that you – did you get a chance to go to any uh, events or look around, like, the comic area or anything like that? Um, I got to go to a Stephen Amell panel. Oh, very nice. My wife. My wife had the fortune of being one of the microphone girls out with that. Oh, I was going to say, because your wife made you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so she was in a pretty good mood, oddly enough. Um, so <laughs> so that, was, that was pretty cool. And, and she had a blast with it. And uh, I want to thank uh, my friend Tony for, for, for helping with that. And then um, we, we made a, a super quick walk. I think we, we, we barely entered Artist Alley. I, I don't even think I saw it. I don't think you guys... We're at a at your booth when we walk by. Um, I mean, it was like a lightning quick 
not even stop, wave high, how you doing, and, and go as fast as you can um, just to kind of make a quick loop. And then I think the only other thing we really saw was once the Marriott Marquis at night and saw the insanity that that is. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that was about it. Um, the rest of the time you're trying to eat, get some sleep. Sure. You know, that sort of thing. Sure, sure. Um, any amazing costumes that you saw that uh, of note? Because uh, that's, you know, that's what uh, Dragon Con's known for, right? Yeah, it, it's crazy because your brain starts getting overloaded. And if you if I was a little bit closer to Dragon Con, I could remember more. There were some amazing costumes I wanted to forget that I can't. Um, <laughs> there's definitely a few of those. Uh, did, did you do any couple. costuming? Because you know when we were there at uh, Doctor Who Day, you were you were all dressed up. Did you dress up yeah, for no. the Dragon Con? I, I didn't, but uh, the Vasco Narada that my buddy Sean let me borrow. That was my first cosplay, I guess, I've ever done. Um, and it was a surprise. You know, when we did that Doctor Who Day, we thought it would be neat if the Vasco Narada was going around messing with people, taking pictures with them, and then they found out it was me. And we thought that would be a lot of fun for, for customers and friends. And, you know, we thought it would be a neat, neat trick to pull. Absolutely. And uh, that went really well. But but I didn't do it, I didn't do it there because that costume was about 125 degrees. And... Uh, <laughs> And let me tell you something, my buddy, my buddy Sean is one tough dude for, for being in that costume for huge periods of Dragon Con. I can't, I can't believe he pulls that off because that was crazy hot, man. That was something else. They are, those cosplayers are a different breed, I tell you. They're tough. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that, that was that hot. I was like, man, you're tougher than me. If you can, if you can handle <laughs> that for that. Oh, I spent five or six hours in it. I'm like, man, there'd be somebody yelling clear over me. <laughs> shocking my chest if I stayed in that thing that long. So, so overall, it sounds like you had uh, an absolutely uh, better, it, it, it exceeded expectations for you? I, I, it really did. Uh, Dragon Con was a wonderful experience. Um, we have already paid for our tables for next year, if that tells you uh, how we felt about it. Um, we were excited to, to kind of become a part um, a, a minor part, you know, of Dragon Con and be in that vendor hall and be a part of something that all of us have attended for years. You know, all of the employees here have been to Dragon Con multiple times and uh, the, the kind of ability to be part of that experience for other people so that now when they go to Dragon Con, they, they get to see us and, and talk about our store and, and talk about our con, you know, South Carolina Comic Con. Um, and do those things uh, is really a unique opportunity and, and we're real excited about it. And everyone there really was amazing. They were all kind and patient and Southern hospitality is still alive, I guess. And, and out and because you are an organizer of, of your own convention, are there things that, you know, you see at Dragon Con that you're like, Ooh, that, that, that could work, or that is something that um, is useful to me for information wise, or is it just a completely different animal? Well, I mean, due to scale, it obviously is a different animal. Um, we drew 15,000 and what they draw 70 or something utterly insane. Think about. Um, but it, it, yes, I liked it. If we had had loading docks, uh, we're fortunate enough that you can actually pull into our vendor building. Um, if we had loading docks, I loved their idea of how they handle that. So that the only guy picking up a loading dock is a guy who's actually loading his truck. I enjoyed that. Um, they their app is incredible. Anybody who hasn't used the Dragon Con app, what a neat idea! It's very expensive to design an app and use one, but I think it's it's pretty cool 
for uh, for what Dragon Con does. You know, to have that app that will tell you where people are appearing and where things are going on. Um, I think that's just something that's really unique, and uh, and I thought that was really cool. And I would love one day to have a South Carolina Comic Con app. That would be really cool. That would be sweet. I'll have to I'll have to check because I know that um, Monsterama. Uh, which is coming up this week, has their own app, too. And that's a much smaller show, so I'm not sure exactly um, how, how the app works and how, uh, you know, how you get one designed. But, um, you know, I definitely think that uh, Mike, every when, Mike, when you find out, please let us know, too. That'd be a great <laughs> I know, right? Cause, yeah, because I guess ESO needs one, too, or could use one as well. Oh, very much so. so. <laughs> very cool. Well, um, look, it's been a great talking to you and relaying your experience. Um, I Definitely want to give a shout out to your store. We'll have a link there as well as uh, your own convention, which is uh, coming up next year. I believe is that in April, correct? Yes, sir. April second uh, and third. Um, can I name drop a couple guests? Do you guys mind? No, Absolutely. go for it. That's what you're here for. Um, yeah, Frank Cho and George Perez have already confirmed, and uh, shortly we're going to be making an announcement uh, for a guest that uh, I think will be a humongous surprise that we'll be having in the South Carolina Comic Con. So that'll be in, I guess, the first week of November. We'll be announcing that through the store, through uh, the con's Facebook page. So we'll have a a major announcement then. And uh, we'll just say he is uh, one of the largest artists in the industry. And the fact that we got him is is pretty amazing. We're real thankful. Wow. That's awesome. That's very cool. Definitely cool and definitely look forward to looking at, uh, for that. And, uh, of course, you know, since we're coming, you know, you'll be part of the con report all year. We'll definitely be uh, mentioning uh, your show. And so any news that uh, comes up, uh, you know, you can hear about it on the regular Air Station One uh, show as well. So, well, very cool, Robert. Thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you next year. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I'm sure we're going to be running into each other at cons for the rest of the year. and. Uh... It's always an honor to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And now joining us uh, once again is Eternal Zan. We were so great to have you with us this year. Um, how was your Dragon Con? It was great. It was really different for me because um, this was the first year after I had founded the Eternal Members fan group online. So we had fan meetups and people showed up. Yay! Like, because people RSVP'd online, but there was a small part of me that was like, I'm going to be sitting in a restaurant alone. No one's going to show. But people showed up and we had a great time and we had our own parade group. And then we met even on Tuesday after the convention. So we were pretty hardcore. That's that's awesome. It's it's always really fortunate or, or really cool when you've got a, a group that you've been with, see, sort of online, uh, associating with all year round to just get together. Yeah, the, the only thing the Eternals have ever had before is just the Thursday night party put on by Dragon Con. And basically what happened is every Thursday for years, a bunch of Eternal members and some celebrities – they're invited to the party as well, sit around on Thursday and go, gee, we should do more of this. And then this year was the first year that it actually happened. So I just put together some meetups and invited a bunch of people. And you didn't have to be an Eternal to come to the meetups because I wanted 
my friends to be able to come too and for other Eternals to bring their friends or even if you were just a potential Eternal and you just wanted to talk to some Eternals in person and figure out if it's worth it for you to spend the money. That's what the events were for, and it was fantastic. And we also uh, hung out in the hot tub on Monday night, which after all that walking all weekend (laughs) up and down all those hills, that was probably the best thing ever was just sitting down, doing nothing, hanging out. Uh, Wow, hot tub. Woo! Mm-hmm. Little hot tub party. I tried to get somebody to dress as the Eddie Murphy, James Brown hot tub. <laughs> like, I was thinking purple robe, not the little gold Speedo. Uh, I was like, hey, if anybody wants to wear the purple robe, which nobody did this year, but hey, maybe next year. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and what about some of the other highlights that you had this year? Well, I really enjoyed seeing your recording, your live recording of the ESO show. So that was fantastic. I just got Th- to be. Thank you so much for your input for that. Absolutely, it was great to meet you. I that I, that was the first time I think we met face to face. I I had been to some of your panels where I would just kind of wave at the end, but you know how it is at panels. They're like, okay, and it's over. Everybody out. Next event. You know. Sure, so sure. I'd seen you guys before, but it was kind of like waving in the hallway type thing. You but know, like it was also, busy, I'm busy. It was also a lot of fun having you on the Downton Abbey panel with me. Oh yeah, that was great. Uh the, the cosplayers in that were amazing. Yes. For they Downton were. Abbey. Oh I know. Like that is not an easy show to cosplay. Like, you can't just go get that at Party City. No. This was my fourth year doing the Downton Abbey panel, and this is the most cosplayers they've had. It was just amazing. And the costumes and the detail people went into were just beautiful. Yeah, and the audience, especially the front row, like, they were on it. You know, they had questions, and everybody participated. And I think probably my favorite part of that panel was – um I just was like, I just need to make this happen. Just asking people to stand up and say their favorite line from the show. I think we should just do that at every panel. Like everybody's like, okay, just quote your favorite lines because everybody can do that. (laughs) It'd be like, okay, what's your favorite arrow line? You know, what's your favorite Star Trek line? Everybody has lines from their shows in their head. Absolutely. Um, Any other uh, really great panels or any other experiences that you had? Well, let me think. Um, Well, I spoke on, like you mentioned, I spoke on fan panels this year. I actually got to speak on five panels. And the Star Wars panel was fantastic. It was titled Han Loves Leia, but mostly it was people guessing what's going to happen in Star Wars. Because I imagine that's every Star Wars panel. Like, what do you think (laughs) is going to happen? I don't know. What do you think is going to (laughs) happen? And also, the uh, I was on fa- these were all fan panels for Dark Matter and Haven, and Dark Matter is a brand new show, so I was surprised a lot of people showed up for that too. And then the panel that I I was specifically told I had no chance of getting on this panel was the Supernatural panel, which every year is full, and. Somebody dropped out, and I got to be on that panel, and I've been going to that panel for I don't know how many years now. I think the only time I haven't gone is when I couldn't get in the room because it's, it always fills up. You have to get there really early to get in that um, small track room. Um, and that that was fantastic because I was on a panel with a bunch of people that I go and see them do the panel every year. 
Did you find that it would be di- was difficult, more difficult this year to get into panels? Just at ordinary I, panels? Well, I, I don't think so. Not really, because that whole thing about lining up an hour before panels, I mean, I, I've realized for a while now, that's just not really practical. So if there's something I really want to get into, I'm at the point where I will skip the panel before because, and they do say this, but I feel like they emphasize that hour before rule a lot, but it's really not an hour before. It's really when the previous panel is seated, that's when you start lining up for the next panel. And that is in the rule as written. I just feel like it's not emphasized as much online. If you if you read posts online over and over again, they say you can't line up until an hour before, but that's really not true. You, right. you can line up as soon as they seat the previous panel, which is more than an hour before. It's closer to like an hour and a half. Depending on how quickly the previous panel uh, vacates, it could be even more than that. And the nighttime panels, because they're in smaller rooms, you know, if you don't start lining up, if you only start lining up an hour before, even for some of those nighttime panels, you have no chance of getting in. And and I've known that for some time. So I just plan accordingly. And I've always been a type A person when it comes to Dragon Con. I've, I know particularly Kevin is very good at saying, pick a couple things and Kevin Batchelder, pick a couple things and go with the flow and enjoy the con but I'm kind of the opposite of that I'm more on kind of what Sue Kissenweather does which is I get my schedule and I just freaking highlight everything and I <laughs> like before before the app I just went crazy with the pocket program and the highlighters and I was like I have a system so like I always have a plan B and a plan C so if I don't get into something my day doesn't stop. I'm just like, well, okay, 180. Now I'm going to the Hilton, you know. So I I didn't think so, no, but I know that it that there were 5,000 more people there this year. It so the convention definitely grows every year. Absolutely. Yes, there was uh, more people there than ever before, and I think that's going to be the trend uh from here on for a while. Um, and, uh, and, you know, as we've mentioned uh, a few times on this show already, it seemed to a lot of us that at least, even though there were more people, at least it was more spread out this year. So it didn't seem as uh, jammed up with uh, crap, big, huge crowds. Right. And did you talk a little bit about some of the things they mentioned at closing ceremonies? Like, no, I, I, we, we didn't go to closing ceremonies. What, uh, oh, what, they, what okay. was revealed there? I went to closing ceremonies, which I've done for the last couple of years. One of the things they mentioned is that they are moving gaming. Did you hear about that? We did. We, yes, we did talk about that. They're moving that to one of the uh, buildings across the street, right? The One of the Paramount buildings? Yep. Building one it's going to be in. Okay. So you've covered that. They also said the aquarium sold out this year, the night at the aquarium, and that they will be expanding that for next year. Very cool. I didn't hear that. That's awesome. So... And I've also, now they didn't mention this at closing ceremonies, but I have heard several places, and and this has a ring of truth to it to me too, that because the lines in the Sheraton for registration, they don't really need all that space anymore. You know, all the, the places where you, you know, the line of ropes and mazes that you have to go through to get your badge. A lot of that's really just been wasted space since they've 
really increase registration. I mean, now the big huge line is to get your lanyard from the Sheraton store. So they are thinking of moving registration out of the Sheraton so that they can reclaim that space and use it for programming space. Well, part of the rumor I've heard, and this is just rumor, folks, is... Right, yeah, I I don't have this confirmed. No, I've heard that registration might be moving to where gaming was in the Hilton and then that they can separate the area which was registration before in the Sheraton to more panel rooms and bigger panel rooms. Yep, that's exactly what I heard, that they'd be moving to the Hilton. So I guess at least this total rumor is consistent. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Exactly, because we had been talking about it earlier on the show and such. I was going to say, look, we've gotten... Some flack for other rumors being out in the, about with this show. So we don't this year. So we don't want to go ahead and, and make sure that we let everybody know that is extremely like not official. So no, it's not official yet, but it's kind of apropos if you think about it, because the Hilton is where Dragon Con originally started. Right. Right. But oh, uh, it- go ahead. Sorry. Oh, this is not a rumor. Uh, the newbies tour. I was also a newbie tour leader again this year. And this year for the first time, and that's on Thursday afternoons, we did get requests to move it to Friday, but the organizers, you know, just to let people know, it's not going to move till to Friday because Friday is just too crowded. There's no room to do a tour on Friday, but I did for the first time, um, participate in the first ever rolling tour so i feel that's important to cover that's for people with mobility issues like if you're in a wheelchair or you just have difficulty with stairs so i made a point to go on that tour so that maybe if as everything was dragon con if that expands next year that i might be able to lead one of those tours and then after that so i went on that tour so that i could learn it and then after that, I led a regular tour. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, um, we can't get let you get away without uh, mentioning um, hotel stuff, uh, particularly um, uh, when it comes to next year. Now, I know that uh, for most of the people listening to this, uh, the most of the hotels are already done. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and, Inclu- and, including and, the brand yeah. new one, actually, is yeah, already sold out. Yeah, I don't know if that's officially a host hotel, but um, there's a new no, hotel that not. opened up that, that uh, is uh, is already uh, sold out as well. So um, if you can hear this in time, uh, the Marriott goes on sale uh, the seventh, correct? Yeah, and October seventh is- at nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, and this we talked about many times before, but just for listeners new to your podcast, the official page that will have the link for that, if you go to the DragonCon website, in the navigation, you go to where to go, and then at the con, and then host hotels, and that is the page that will have the link that you will need to book the Marriott on Monday, October 7th. Now, Up until very recently, that page said October 8th. That was last year's date. 
it's important to know about that Dragon Con page. They don't ever have two sections where one section will say like 2015 and the next section will say 2016. What they do every year is they just leave up the old information and then type over it with the new information. So the way you can tell the old information from the new information is either by using archive.org and like the Wayback Machine to look at previous copies or just kind of take yourself a screenshot before the convention starts so that you can compare it to the information later. They never even really released any information for the Weston and the Sheraton and the Hyatt on that page. By the time they have anything on there, it's too late for those hotels. So really the, all the social networking sites we talked about before, particularly the Dragon Con Connection Hotel page, which is on Facebook, and you just look up Dragon Con Hotel Connection. They're fantastic at hotel roundups for host yes. hotels, for overflows, for other ones. The Dragon Con Rooms page, uh, if you want to share information in there, um, as we've really expanded this year, I'm one of the admins of the Dragon Con Rooms group. Sorry, it's a group, not a page. People have been fantastic about even posting. I was surprised how many people were posting in there like the day or two before the con and even during the con in there about trying to help each other out. Because it's a group and not a page, you can see each other's posts better than on a page because on a page it just kind of shows up to the side. So they're both very good at what they do and they do different things. Um, one big tip about the Hyatt the Hyatt deposits were supposed to come out today, but if your, if your payment doesn't clear because your expiration date was wrong or somebody made a typo, usually right after the Hyatt deposits come out, some people's rooms don't go through and then other rooms become available. So it might not be too late to call the Hyatt and see if they have any availability at all. And this happens every time deposits come out. Anytime you know payments are coming out of a hotel, go ahead and call them, see if they have extra rooms. Now, they might not be at the con rate, but I feel like getting a room is step one. Maybe you can have the rate lowered later or get some roommates to help you out with the cost. Right, right. And there are um, many, many options, as uh, you have uh, so wonderfully uh, illustrated throughout the year this year. It's been amazing to have you uh, as part of our Dragon Con Con Report crew this year. Thank you so much. It was uh, great to see you in person. I wish we had spent more time together and had a chance to, to chat more. Um, but uh, we will be doing this again next year, and of course, uh, you know, by the time we all meet up again in January for the next DragonCon report, obviously hotel availability will be probably among the host hotels. Uh, it's very slim, but uh, you know, as always, we you we will have you to help us out with uh, options. So it's uh, oh, great, yeah. as well as other things too. Yeah, definitely. I I did just want to mention, you know, there will be. I expect there will be a lot of activity after October 7th, after the Marriott books. That's the last host hotel that's booking. So after that, I feel like one of the most active places online is probably going to be the Dragon Con Rooms community because that's where people can go to learn information about how to transfer rooms. If you have been holding out this whole time for the Marriott and you get a Marriott room, then what are you going to do with your other rooms that you have non-refundable deposits on? 
And that's where the Dragon Con Rooms community can help out. I recommend joining there and reading the pin post. And there's a ton of helpful information there. And we'll be putting more helpful information there, you know, as it's, as it's timely. Also, just a quick credit card tip. Um, always use a credit card to book your room like as far out as possible because the worst thing you can do is have a credit card on file that at some point is going to expire because then you do run the risk of losing your room. The hotels tell you that they're just going to charge it once and you don't have to worry again, but it happens to people every year. So I always do like just to mention that. Um, And if anybody's interested in the whole eternal members thing, that website address is www.dragonconeternalmembers.com. And we will have links, as usual, to all those in our show notes. Thank you so much, Zan, for all the information and, and everything you've done for us this year. And uh, we'll see you next year. I really look forward to it. It was a great year, and I want to do it again. And last but certainly not least, we have with us, returning once again, uh, post Dragon Con, Bewitched Raven. <laughs> Post Dragon oh. Con, does that mean I'm supposed to sound just thoroughly exhausted and <laughs> well, dense? you know, we'd have to have to take some time for all of us to recover, and uh, if we all can recover. But how how <laughs> was your Dragon Con experience this year? I had a really good year. I I didn't commit myself to so much that I couldn't that I felt run down. It was really nice and relaxing. That sounds great. How was your year? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, you know, it, it definitely, I've said it before on the show, but um, I, I always am surprised. Well, at this point, I'm not surprised at how, like, each one is better and better. It just keeps getting oh, yeah. bigger and better uh, every year. And it keeps evolving. Like, every year, it's so funny. I keep telling new friends to it. I'm like, every year is different. You'll hear stories of what other people had happened, but, you know, to me, this year felt like a more party, but not like, not like party, but like, let's all just hang out and party together kind of party year and a a, a chillax party year. And that was really nice. It's so absolutely enormous that uh, there's just so much happens and it's so easy to miss people. I, I can't believe that, yeah, we uh, we never crossed paths during the weekend. We didn't. I know. And, it's so and, crazy. I think they said they had like 70,000 people this year. Yep. That was the official was, word. So That's crazy. So, so what were some of your highlights? What did you do? Um. Um, well, I got to, for the second year in the row, be on the adult themes and sci-fi panel, which was really, it's such a fun group of people to be with. And we like switched it up to more of a game show thing this year, which was different from last year. So it's always a super fun panel to be on. And if you missed it, we should have it again next year. Fingers crossed. So you can come next year. Um, awesome. I spent most of my time really just... Just hanging out in the Marriott, uh, you know, I, any of the panels I was see were on DCTV, so I ended up watching them in my hotel room because I'm not much for the lines. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just a lot of, like, hanging around the little bar and, and getting to see some, some old friends and people I only get to see once a year. Um, and, and, of course, the, the amazing Brit track parties, the Heroes and Villains Ball and the New Who party they had this year were a hit, so 
I had a pretty good year. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many costumes did you end up wearing this year? Oh, okay. So on Thursday I did the Bunny Hutch for Teenage Mutant Ninja Bunnies. On Friday I wore Piglet pretty much all day. Um, before, before we go on, um, so so the the Bunny Hut that seemed to be huge this year. I I think I saw more bunnies walking around or maybe they weren't part of it or i don't know but i saw more bunnies that night than i think i've ever seen at any other yeah and then they moved it to that that back room at the marriott and and you know it's so funny me and my group we went to like go into the official bunny hutch a couple times and the line was so long that we were like meh let's just hang around out here. We ended up just walking the floors because we just didn't want to, we didn't want to spend our first night waiting in the line. Yeah. And that's before the convention really even starts. Yeah. So I think if they do that again, they, they definitely either need to just suck it up and put it in a ballroom or it, it should, it should just be an open floor kind of event. Yeah. Cause it's, is it an official event or is it just something that just happens on Thursday? Some people got together to do that. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those I mean, I, unofficial, official thing. Like it happens all the time, but it might not yeah, be. Yeah, and, and I think the they work with Dragon Con to get the room reserved, but it's a Thursday night event. So, like, you don't have to have a badge to go, you know? It's probably not in the app or anything like that. Yeah, so. So, very cool. It's a well, little that, bit of both. <laughs> I, I, I did see not not you, but I did see a lot of bunnies uh, hopping around on, on there Thursday. There were, <laughs> yeah. there were, and it was really exciting. Some of my friends did a uh, Game of Thrones bunny group, and they ended up winning the group costume award. Very so nice. I was really happy for them. I didn't even get to see them in person either. I only got to see their pictures. That was so sad. But that's, there were a lot I, of I, like that's the case for so many people, though. Right. Oh, that's Dragon Con all weekend. I see pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, you were there. <laughs> um, but then Friday I was in Piglet with my Winnie the Pooh group. And uh, I'm trying to think if I put anything on Friday night. I think I may have changed into, man, I can't even remember what I wore anymore. But <laughs> I think I wore Piglet most of the night. So, and then yeah. Saturday I did my, my War TARDIS. On and off, all day Saturday, all that as much as I could, um, because it was it was a big one for me, and I was really excited to finally get it out and feel like it was much more completed than it was last year. Uh-huh. And uh, Sunday, I ended up I was I was actually really sick, so I ended up not leaving my hotel room. I ended up doing a day of watching all the panels on DC TV. Um, because I, I, I tried to like leave once in Apple Bloom and I think I made it to the Sheraton and I was like, nope, <laughs> I turned around and just went right back. So, wow. <laughs> so I was out for like a millisecond on Sunday and, um, yeah, I know I wore something else. I'm just trying to think of what it was. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of pictures of you online now. Now, is it? Is it pretty crazy? I mean, do, do, peop- do you get stopped, like, all the time? Like, just, you can't, like, even go, like, you know, 10 feet without somebody stopping you? You know, it's so funny, because, like, my very first Dragon Con, in, like, my second and maybe my third, 
they were absolutely like that. Like the joke with my friends was we needed to leave like two hours early to go places because people would stop and take pictures of us. But I think that cosplay has become so just such a, a big part of Dragon Con in the sense that everybody does it. That it's actually died down with the stop, let me take a photo, stop, let me take a photo. Um, you know, people are much more aware of being able to, like, walk and snap pictures of costumes they like. And since everybody's in a costume, very few people want to carry around cameras. <laughs> so, you know, it's mostly, like, the photographers actually getting the pictures. And so it wasn't as horrible this year. But there were a couple times I made a point to, like, park in an area. So, especially in my TARDIS. So, if people wanted pictures, they could just get them. Plus, sure. it had whiteout contacts. So, like, I had to get my boyfriend to, like, lead me around <laughs> during the day. Because when the wow. sun's up, it's, like, really hard to see through them. So. Wow. What was it like looking through those contacts and such? You know, when it's darker, it's fine. I can, you know, I can't, like, distinct your face. I had to tell people, if you see me, just tell me who you are. <laughs> but... When it's like really bright, and I did a photo shoot in the middle of the day outside, and I was like, "Nope, I can't see anything." So you guys have to help me out here. Oh wow! So that was that was probably the hardest part with them. What was your biggest surprise for the con this year? Um, it, I have to say, it was probably a little bit. I was a little disappointed in the guest roster, which only because. Like, I'm not a big, I don't haven't watched Arrow or The Flash, and they seem to be, like, the big focus this year. So I felt a little underwhelmed with guests. But that's just how it goes some years. But if they don't bring some Firefly people back next year, I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I get this, we need to take a break, but it's been a couple years now. Bring them back. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure there's some sort of anniversary. I, the problem is, is that a lot of them, you know, are working. So, you know, yeah. uh, what happens when they're, you know, uh, Marina's shooting Gotham. Uh, of course, Nathan's in Castle. So, I mean, yeah, it's hard to get those guys. Is it bad that there's this, like, part of me that kind of wishes Castle would end just so we could possibly get Nathan to our con? <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> Well, it'll happen someday, and I'm sure he'll be back. (laughs) Well, very cool. And uh, any other changes or anything else that you noticed this year that was different from other previous years? Um, you know, it was a much it was a much more variety crowd, in 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 my opinion. You know, usually in years past, it's been it's been a little like high school in the sense that you can be like, okay. They're the people who have been here since DragonCon started. Here are the people who are newbies. I like to joke and say, like, here are the new Doctor Who lovers. Here are the old Doctor Who lovers. <laughs> like, there are the cosplayers there. And, and it just seemed like it was more of that those lines weren't there any this year. It was very blended and just everybody just meshed really well with other people. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, think, especially when you're thing. considering there's 70,000 people there meshing together. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and, you know, it's so funny that they say that. I didn't feel like it was. Like, and crowds can, can get overwhelming for me. I felt 
good the whole time. And I stay in the Marriott and I didn't have trouble with an elevator. And so I think that they've got their, their layout spread out in just the right way now with, with like the America's Mart and, and the Sheraton and the Hilton being used a little more. Now they just need to figure out how to use the Westin a little more. <laughs> I think we'll be good. Every time when I went over there, that was, that place was pretty packed as well. So, oh. yeah, there's not a lot of places you can go to get away from a lot of people. <laughs> right, right. But uh, very cool. Well, um, we appreciate you uh, being with us all year and uh, reporting in every month, and uh, and and we're so glad that you had a a great Dragon Con. Oh, I'm so happy to have been part of this. It's been so much fun. <laughs> so when do you get started on your next uh, costumes? Uh, I have a convention in the last weekend of October. <laughs> so I so feel now like a you, crazy person. <laughs> but I mean, for, for, do you have anything that you're targeting already for next Dragon Con next year? Or Dragon oh Con? yeah. I, I joke around. So I just dyed my hair purple. So I've made my whole 2016 cosplay lineup based around having purple hair. <laughs> So it kind of made it easier to narrow down some choices because I was like, I want to make sure I can show off this awesome hair I have now. And so I I do. I think I've got a pretty clear lineup of what I'm aiming for. But of course, that's going to change. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Just like dra- like everything else with Dragon Con, you make plans, oh, yeah. but of course, they're going to change. <laughs> yep. Well, very cool. We're definitely interested in seeing what you've got cooked up for for next year, as well as hopefully We'll actually get to meet at next year's Dragon Con. So I'm looking forward to that. So so thanks again for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next year. See you next year. And so we draw a close to another episode and another season of the ESO Dragon Con Special Reports. Uh, This one for 2015 has been awesome. A big thanks to everyone for helping out all year round and joining us, uh, especially on this episode, for uh, their thoughts on their favorite event of the year. Uh, Gus, I want to give a big shout-out to Michelle Biddick-Simmons, Eternal Zan, Bewitched Raven, uh, Robert Young for joining us, Kevin Batchelder for joining us. Um, it was It's always fun seeing the convention through different eyes and, and they gave us a lot of different uh, viewpoints and interesting information this year. So I appreciate it. Uh, also for other looks at uh, different looks at uh, the convention, I, I definitely encourage everybody uh, to uh, look up a lot of the shows that are on the ESO network. I have listened to Adam and JP show. I've listened to transmissions from Atlantis. Uh, of course, uh, the ESO and ESW uh, panels that we did. Um, also, I know I'm forgetting some folks. Um, the Flopcast. Uh, the Flopcast. Thank you. Oh, yes. The Flopcast was fun. Uh, they all had really unique experiences at Dragon Con, and I definitely encourage you to seek them out. It's uh, they, they're great fun to listen to those guys and their their points of view. Also, don't um, forget Cigar Nerds and uh, Flaming Brad. That's right. How can you forget Flaming Brad? Absolutely. He should. He <laughs> definitely needs to be reached at Flaming. No, don't even go there. Do <laughs> not go Brad there. At- FlamingBrad at ESO.com. Mm-hmm. No. Um, uh, also, i uh, got to thank um, all of you guys 
for joining us uh, all year round. And, uh, and those of you that I did get a chance to speak with at DragonCon itself, it was awesome. Thank you, Darren. Oh, you're welcome anytime. I guess next year. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me and being so nice after I missed all of you at the event. Well, we'll okay. just have to make it a point to make sure that doesn't happen again. I try really hard. (laughs) And of course, thank you, Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible. As always, it's my pleasure. Well, even though this is the last of the Dragon Con special reports, we still want to hear from you guys. We are going to start back up in January, which you'll be here before we know it, guys. So, um... Please reach out to us. Let us know what you liked about this season of the Dragon Con, ESO Dragon Con reports, uh, what we can improve on, um, what you liked as well, because we uh, definitely love to hear about what you like about the show. Um, we try to cover all the information we can, but uh, obviously we can't do it all. And uh, for that, there's a lot of other resources, including the Dragon Con official site and web pages, uh, Facebook pages. Reach out to them as well. Oh, um, hold on, hold on for a second. Speaking of that. The uh-huh. app is still active, and if you went to any Absolutely. panels Thanks, that Thank you. you enjoyed, including some of the ESO and ESW ones, but even Phantoms, even you know some of that Kevin talked about earlier, his Air- Green Arrow ones, uh, or at the Schwarzenegger panel that I was on, whichever that you went to, there's hundreds and hundreds of panels. Go through the app, and please, folks, remember to rate the panels that you really enjoyed that's how they find out which panels to bring back which how someone like joe crow's um american classic sci-fi if they need a bigger room by the number of people that are leaving feedback for them and such and you know of course any of the eso ones five stars you know of course well five stars if you loved it four if you didn't exactly absolutely so, you know, definitely, you know, the app is, they're still looking and taking information. I think they're still gathering information through the end of October. Yes, I think so. So the track directors really love to hear about that. So, and, and we would appreciate it as well. So we really appreciate being on tracks at DragonCon. So we do. We want to come back. Yes, we do. And uh, we, meanwhile, on EarthStation One can be found, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, Stitcher. Uh, we want you to be part of the station, so please feel free to join us in the discussion. Um, and please help support us by donating via PayPal, purchasing some very cool merchandise on Amazon via the ESO link, as well as purchasing the new that's uh, been released. You can buy it now, the ESO Anthology. Uh, it's up on Amazon, and uh, we really appreciate it. If you have bought it and read it, we would appreciate a review uh, on Amazon on that as well. And if we still have some autograph copies, so if you are interested in one of those, reach out to us because we can tell you how to get one of those. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. It has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con in 2016. Hey, guy, costumers, get going. You have to start working on your next costume. Ah. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that that wine is.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.